Hey everybody, it's Eric. Just wanted to pass along a quick couple of notes before the start of the episode. So this was recorded before the unfortunate passing in August of this year of beautiful Bobby Eaton, who was, by all accounts, literally the nicest man in the history of professional wrestling. You'll actually hear uh, Ryan talk about it a little bit. In potentially a hard mark first, I think that Ryan was absolutely spot on with his analysis of Bobby Eaton uh, looking like the nicest guy uh, in the world, which because I mean, from all indications, he he really was. There's plenty of stories of Bobby Eaton buying groceries uh, for people that were down on their luck, just you know, going on road trips and, and traveling to gas stations and whatnot. Uh, he would bring extra towels, toothbrushes, just things that you know the boys may have uh, neglected to pack with them. And Bobby would always be the first one to kind of offer them. So a sad moment for professional wrestling. But it seems like it's given people the opportunity to sort of remember Bobby and shine a light on some of his accomplishments, which is a good thing. I actually did a interview with uh, Christian Reeve a few months ago, and he actually asked me at one point who I thought the most underrated wrestler uh, of all time was. My answer uh, was Beautiful Bobby. So it's it's unfortunate that I had to come to this to really get people to recognize how how talented beautiful Bobby really was, but, uh, you know, hopefully this'll be an enjoyable romp through maybe a, uh, not <laughs> the greatest showcase of what Bobby was capable of in the ring, but nonetheless, very, very fun to talk about Bobby Eaton, uh, and all the rest of the folks that comprise this match, but I just wanted to make sure to address that before we get started here. And with that said, let's start the show. Uh, uh. Hardmark Podcast. Soul skating. Soul, 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 soul skating. Sleep on a bed. Tim Duncan. I could make a fake snake. You not pee in the pool. You 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 you, you not pee in Tim Duncan. All of myself <laughs> is clean. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hard Mark Podcast, a show where I, Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, introduce one match per episode to my co-host who's never watched wrestling. We talk about the backstory. We watch that match. Then we rank that match on our ever-growing list. The purpose of this show is twofold. First, to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches, and secondly, as a window into the mind of my co-host, he is the man of a thousand compliments, the soul skater, the mater d' of Matt Drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, the crown prince of crabs, Flying Ryan Murphy. Uh, I know it's been a little while since we've been together, Ryan. That crabs thing is a reference to our conversation about STDs from last episode, <laughs> where we're talking about our favorite favorite, ST- <laughs> favorite STDs, yeah, yeah. and we learned what the clap was because neither of us could remember. And now we're back. Yeah, here we are. How are you doing? I'm good. Crab free is the way to be. I'm assuming. Crab <laughs> free. Uh, it's not my favorite STD, so I wouldn't have exactly gone with it. Yeah, we, and if you were curious what Ryan's favorite is, just go back to the last episode. This is now episode 34, uh, dedicated to Charles Barkley, uh, everyone's favorite uh, NBA great. Wasn't there a movie you were trying to get me to watch with Charles Barkley in it? Um, was I mean, there are, I mean, there's movies with him in it. I don't know if I was trying to get you, so Space Jam, I'm assuming no, that's oh, not that's, what you're talking about. Time, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, was it Forget Paris? 
I don't. It was during that phase. I you're trying to get me to watch like several different movies. Um, I suspect I was not trying to get you to watch anything Forget Paris. I don't think I'm not sure if I've told this story on air or not. Maybe I have. Um, if not, I'll just give you the sh- short version. So Forget Paris is a romantic comedy starring Billy Crystal, sex symbol, 90s sex symbol, Billy Crystal. And uh, I went to go see that movie in the theater with my mom because Billy Crystal was an NBA referee and it had like Charles Barkley was very heavily featured in the commercials. Turns out in the actual movie, uh, Charles Barkley was in it for like grand total of maybe three minutes. So that was like the most awkward film I've ever seen with my mother uh, in the theater. Uh, Forget Paris with Billy Crystal. I would not to, recommend it. I'll have to come circle back around. There's definitely something with Charles Barkley in it. That was Okay. All <laughs> but, right. Uh, you know. There's been so many things that have happened since the last time that we recorded, Ryan. And I don't know what you... You know, I think it's important because we've had a lot of really great feedback on your boating exploits. I think I think it's well, important. To, <laughs> do you want to let the people know the the newest boat news? It's no longer with us. Well, I mean, well, that that's that's not true. It's with it's with someone, but it's not with you. It's not with, not with us, I would say. I guess it isn't yeah, with us. You're right. So the the heavy hooker is no more. It's a, yeah. It's no longer the in past. the Murphy compound. Our, lives in our memories. That's our true. And- <laughs> I never got a chance to go on it. Yeah, you're probably lucky. Um, I know there were some talks about going out on it, and I'm glad you guys never uh, really pushed that issue because it was it would have gotten stuck for sure. No, I guarantee that it would have been uh, I would have been trapped on a body of water with you, and we would have come to blows. So I'm glad that that didn't that didn't end up. <laughs> we happening. would have come to blows. Yeah, please please tell me you didn't. So I know that you had to throw in the kicker motor and whatnot yeah. with this with this sale. Please tell me you did not also throw in the Los and Gobernable shirt in the deal no i had that uh in the back of my car so i think i took a picture of it when i was on the boat last time it well, looked last trip. wrinkled as fuck well it was clean it's just wrinkled <laughs> it's been tucked in there you know for a little while right it's, been put, you, to, it's put, put to good boat use have you worn it maybe maybe i wore it on the boat i highly doubt that you I might it. have i don't know but i knew exactly where it was the whole time i knew that it was safely stowed away on the boat and well, maybe you can actually wear it sometime in the near future because actually, so ever since uh, episode 21, which 21 was the one where our, our friend, friend of the show, Tony Tate showed up. 21, wow. I know. Yeah. And this is episode 34. It's been a little while. So Tony Tate, because directly because of something that Ryan said on the program due to the, you know, the kendo stick incident, Tony Tate showed up and we had a little kendo stick hit, hit thing, right? Like we we all remember that. That's a that's a thing that that is uh, notable in the history of Hardmark. You recently, so I had the pleasure of eating a nice meal uh, with Ryan uh, and Greta and my wife and the, and the four of us. We all went out. We had a great time at a Mexican food restaurant. Um, Ryan made another bold claim, and I thought for for a fact that he had learned his lesson about bold claims uh, after the kendo stick incident, but that's not the case. <laughs> And and so the next Hardmark video feature, which I don't know when this is going to happen, it's not going to be today, but sometime in the very near future, we're going to have a showdown. Mm-hmm. Ryan, would you care to elaborate is this, is to the Markomaniacs? Uh, is this Colton holding uh, 
Yes. Mug of beer. This is the Stein holding Stein. contest. So there's another friend of the show. And I'm still just as confident as I was even on that night. You're you're getting you're getting ahead of us. So the, the <laughs> there is a Stein holding contest. So so what a Stein is for anyone who's not aware. So like if you go to a German beer hall, they have the big things of uh, like big glasses. Is a Stein a certain amount of beer that like is a certain size. Yes, a mug, I believe be general size of correct. I believe it's something equivalent to like two liters. Don't ask me what the imperial measurement of that would be, but but well, yes, I should know if I'm gonna. Well, it's big. So the steins are actually in transit right now. I ordered them yesterday. Oh, you did. I ordered two steins. They are equal. Uh, there is no uh-huh. no chicanery afoot. They are going to be the exact same steins. But I've ordered them. They are on their way to Hedonism Four as okay. we speak. All right. Well. So this is fucking happening. Yeah. You committed. And you seem very confident, but basically what this is. So Ryan, I don't even know how Colton's name was brought up into this, but friend of the show, Colton, uh, he has uh, abs. Um, I think it's important that everyone know that. He has abs. Ryan claims, and he's very confident that he can actually defeat Colton in a Stein holding contest. And so we're going to record this Stein holding contest at a future date before Ryan leaves for the for the East Coast. Will he will he leave with his tail tucked between his legs? Will he leave triumphant? We're going to find out. What are your thoughts on this on this contest? I'm wondering if you started also your written apology to me. (laughs) (laughs) Written apology. You've ordered the mugs, the Steins. Yeah. Have you have you gotten started on any sort of like template of this apology letter that you want to? Um, I have not okay. because I'm so confident that you are going to lose. Yeah. So, okay. So let's take a quick step back. So, so Ryan, you, you've been very forward about the fact that you don't work out ever. Is that, is this true? <laughs> I said, I mean, maybe I probably have. Yeah. Every time I've talked about like coming out to the gym, cause I've got a gym out here and he's you in have. Before. <laughs> I'm not sh- I mean, you're gonna talk shit about my gym? What are you doing right I now? I brought your gym to your house. No, okay, false. Ro- yeah, you. I loaded your gym up, put it in my truck, and shipped it to your garage. Ryan Buford Murphy, you are such a fucking liar. You always do this. I, I, I'm not lying. Here's I, the problem: some people sometimes they fucking buy your bullshit. <laughs> Robert from watching it actually was on your side when it comes to the whole fucking snake debate, which is fucking lunacy that anyone could hear this podcast and like side with you about anything. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Someone who's been on that side. <laughs> but to, to, to just debunk your, your thing, mm-hmm. you did help me. And I'm very grateful for your help of getting my elliptical into my garage. But my gym consists of more than an elliptical. It's a... a Are you saying you don't use the elliptical? I do use the elliptical. You do use the elliptical. Yeah, it's, it's been like Part a week or two. But but uh, yeah, I, I use yeah, the elliptical okay. every now and again. Uh, I've also got like a, a weightlifting Nautilus set and stuff. I, I've got a heavy bag. I've got more things. A gym is more than just one piece of equipment. That's all the point that I'm making. But circling back around to what we were talking about before, when was the last time that you like properly worked out? Hmm. I well, go on. <laughs> the floor is yours. Um, what would you consider a proper workout? <laughs> Why don't you start with with what you interpret to be a workout, and then I'll I think, clarify. I feel like the last time I did a workout, I was coming into workout wave to like one of your your classes or something. Okay. And I was late. <laughs> you were, okay, so now you're blaming working out on your your so, tardiness I mean, I mean, problem. I ran a long workout, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. This uh, this had to be over five years ago. 
three probably three years ago since I've since I hit the gym. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you understand I how muscles th- work. I still think I could maybe out push up you right now. Okay. Possibly. What makes you say that? I'm just I'm naturally just a strong guy. You're like, naturally a even without working out, just naturally who you know. What are you I'm doing with your like, cats at home that you have all this natural strength? That's what I want to know. I'm just, it's, it's, I've carried this, and I'm still in my prime. All right? Carried <laughs> this with me for a long time. I, uh-huh. So. You might. So it, so I, I don't have any any fears about not being able to, you know, outlast Colton in this in the style. You, contest. okay. You absolutely should. And here's why. A, you're an old man. You're in your 30s. You're no longer in your prime. You're that's, you're that's athletically bullshit, on the down climb. Early 30s. <laughs> Colton's in his 20s. So late 20s, advantage late Colton. 20s. Yeah, that's Colton. like that's physical peak. That's physical he's, peak. Think of LeBron James at the peak of his Charles Barkley. Think of Charles <laughs> Barkley at the peak of his powers. Late 20s Charles Barkley. Once he hit his 30s, all downhill from I'm more there. of a finesse guy, all right? Mm-hmm. I'm more of a Greg Maddox who comes in. <laughs> Stop with the baseball. We want people okay. to listen to this show. We don't want <laughs> baseball reference. Greg Maddox. I'm more of a Greg Maddox. I'm more of a Tom right. Smoltz more guy. about accuracy. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Got it. But so here's the thing about uh, muscles and strength, Ryan. When you don't use these things, they go away. So I have found in my own experience, because I don't do like a whole lot of weight stuff, but I have like done it over the course of several years, kind of like taking breaks and then got back to it. You sort of have like a, a natural level of strength where if you're not actively working out, then it kind of regresses to that. And that's where it just plateaus at. And then as you continue to work out and you like stick with it, then you just build upon that and you're much, much stronger. Colton, and I can't speak to his abdomen right now. Right. But this was Thailand, Colton, I have to it's, think. It's only been a couple of years. And again, he's still in his physical prime. <laughs> yeah, he's in his okay, 20s. Okay. I think that Colton... I think we're going to see Fat Colton show up. Fat Colton? I think we might see Fat Colton show up. Uh, well, well, I mean, it's Fat Colton versus I've Fat Ryan would be quite the well, contest. Well, I wouldn't... I mean, I wouldn't necessarily... <laughs> maybe not peak physical condition, but like <laughs> Fat Ryan might be a stretch. Okay. I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what Colton looks like, and we'll determine from there, you know. In in the interest of full disclosure, I think that Colton would also beat me in a Stein holding contest. Doesn't so it's matter. not that I, I... I also think I would beat you in a Stein holding contest. So I think I would beat both of you guys. What the... Where did this fucking hubris come from? This, you were at least deferential to me when we were at the Mexican food restaurant. Now you're, now you're fucking coming down on me, all, and you think you'd beat me back. too? I was so upset by your, like... I thought you were just drunk. In, <laughs> in Colton... And you're just, just wine tipsy, and that's I what... I was wine tipsy at the time. <laughs> yeah. But I still carry that, you know, amount of... A little bit of, like, you know... Uh, there's a little bit of a grudge right now that I'm going to have to... When are you going to learn your lesson to not do these things? Tony Tate hit you with a kendo stick. Did you're I not get bounce fucking, right back up you're gonna get and embar- perform a podcast You're going to get embarrassed. Colton's going to embarrass you. He might double your time. That's bullshit. <laughs> So you think that you're strong where? 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 Because this is all shoulder. Are you a strong shoulderman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, you look like beefy in your in your Mahalo fucking yeah. Maui Hawaii shirt. But I mean, I don't know how much of that is, you know, pretty show strength and, and how much of it is functional. <laughs> I think Colton might do CrossFit. I don't even know. It's hard to say. He's just got those shredded abs and that takes diligence. That's, that's diligence both in the gym and in the kitchen. That's very impressive. I don't think... Colton is going to have just the sheer determination that I'm going to have when I come to this. He might have, he might have had abs. He might have had Thailand abs. 
All right. Okay. But I do expect to see a little bit of fatter side of Colton when we next see him. And wow. That's what I expect. Okay. You know, we'll see. Okay. Can uh, I make a prediction on what I think is going to happen? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think Colton's going to beat you. I also think that you are going to try and claim like cheating or or you're going to say like how it was rigged against you. So here's what's going to happen. Um, so in a Stein holding contest, you need to keep your arms straight out in front of you. You are inevitably going to let your arm dip, like your elbow's going to start sagging down, and I'm going to call you out and be like, you need to fix that. And then you're like, oh, whatever. But the- oh, what? <laughs> like that's what's going to happen. That sounds like something I might do, but there, <laughs> there needs to be a way... You can't, because, like, you're going to have now incentive to just call me out on this, all right? You're, you're mm-hmm. confident. So, uh, there needs to be, like, you know, put, a, put something right below your elbow once you hit that, it's done, you know? It'd be easy enough. Okay. I mean, you know, you have to build something, Eric. I'm not a builder. Use your tools, and we'll, you know. I'm an idea man. I'll do what I can. I'll, just I'll don't, s- don't like, any with this bullshit, your elbow dropped a little bit on your end. What, what, you're co- already making well, excuses. I mean, you're I'm already just, doing it. <laughs> It'll make sure Colton's elbows like I mean I can see Col- Colton's a sly motherfucker like <laughs> all right he could pull some shit okay and you know it might go unnoticed right no I'll so. be I'll be watching I'm a fair I'm nothing if not impartial I've always uh, been right down the middle daddy so you don't need to worry <laughs> you don't need to worry about it I will be a fair and impartial judge but uh, I don't think that the smart money's on you to finish this out though. Uh, you don't know about this because you're not on Facebook anymore. I put out a uh, not a poll, but more of just a question to the to the people, uh, asking people who knew both of you who? what the, <laughs> what you? they thought. So let me let me pull up the results here. Oh man, where'd you put this out? Just uh, did you on the internet? I mean, how in my group or uh, no? Just on Facebook, just okay. on my Facebook profile. I just posted about it. Okay, so I was asking people who knew both of you. Okay. Uh, I didn't get as many straight answers as I was hoping for. I was really hoping for some concrete, like, votes. I didn't get that. Here's what I will say. Friend of the show, Tony Tate, he actually did say you. Fuck yeah. Tony Tate knows. I, we play golf. He knows I'll rip a five iron. His specific, uh, <laughs> here's specifically what he said. Ryan Murphy straight up, but I would take Colton odds. So I think if you're a betting odds sort of guy, like the like covering the spread, that sort of thing, I think he right, thinks okay, okay. Colton. Okay, fair enough. But you would win in a straight. It's respectful. Up I mean, yeah, I mean, right. I, 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 I get that. Yeah. Tony Tate, my guy. Uh, he also claimed that Colton's abs were glamour muscles. <laughs> Did you post a picture? Uh, I'm letting. Pe- I wasn't. Didn't want to be too invasive on yeah, his privacy. Okay. Let's just. We'll just keep it that the guy yeah. he's got real abs. Let's see here. We got uh, Rocky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also chose you. Yeah. All right. He doesn't know who Colton is. So I don't know why he so, voted if you don't know who both parties yeah, are. So right, that's, yeah. you know, that's, you know, <laughs> wrong way of voting, if you ask me. Science. Uh, Keith also said Colton. Keith said Colton. Keith God said Colton. It. Fuck Keith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, uh, do Colton's abs get their own entry? <laughs> and then I responded, only if Ryan's uh, soul patch does. So it's unclear what, okay, what Tim's, okay. Tim's vote was there. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, that's basically it. Then we had some other people who, who wanted to also participate, yeah. but they're not allowed. This okay. is a, a one-on-one situation. Um, cool. Let's do one more. So th- this episode, we uh, there is a wrestling match involved, as there always is. Uh, there, it's not going to be a super convoluted involved. This is going to be more of a kind of a casual episode, Ryan. So right, bring it back. Yeah, bring yeah, it back to the back, step back into it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I actually let's let's hit you with this. Let's do let's do this right now. I 
<laughs> I ran across a study that was recently performed, Ryan, and I thought it would be interesting for us to talk about. This study was titled The Smartest Sports Fans in the United States. Okay? You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> here are the sports. There's a total of six sports that they ha- that they have ranked. And we can get into like the the so they actually ranked everyone's IQ, which I've never taken an IQ test. Okay. Uh, but uh, they ranked the IQs of these fans of different sports. And so uh, I'm going to hit you with the different sports and I want you to try and come up with what you just th- rank them. Yeah, just rank okay, them. You okay, don't need to come okay. up with an IQ number or anything, but yeah. just rank what you think, okay, what order okay. you would put these sports in. Okay? So, uh, first up, we have um, the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, NFL fans, you know, where do they rank smartness-wise? Uh, baseball fans. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, the NBA. We've got hockey, NASCAR, and uh, wrestling. WWE wrestling. Oh, shit. So, those are the six. <laughs> Did they include that, or was it just like a wider list? That, like. I think those were the. I think those were okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So NFL, baseball, NBA, hockey, NASCAR, wrestling. Um. So I'm gonna go. You can go for whichever order you want. I'm gonna go top to bottom. Okay. So smartest to to dumbest. So Um, you're calling a group of people dumb here. You've already talked shit about Canada, Tampa Bay. (laughs) This is gonna be Hawaiians. (laughs) Yeah. So let's just piss off another group of people, Ryan. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a surprise in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go hockey, baseball. Okay, so hockey's the smartest. I'm going to go hockey. That's my kind of surprise. Is there a reason why you're going? Because I actually, hockey, I don't think that's a bad pick. I think hockey's a. There's a lot of like kind of intricacies in, in hockey that like mm-hmm. I I have a hard time understanding the game myself, and I'm a pretty big sports fan. Sure, we've never had a hockey team out here in Seattle, so right. Once but those Krakens show up, you're going to be all there's bad. a lot. There's a lot of there is a lot of like, I guess I don't know how they, they see it, but there's a lot of data that goes into like hockey, just like on the fringe. I can, I can, I can. Matt I can drama, hockey data. So I'm going to go hockey, baseball. Um, can I, can I interject just yeah, briefly sure. here? I think that hockey is a good pick. And the, here, here's the reason why I think it, because hockey is an affluent sport. Even though everybody's missing their teeth and they look real stupid, hockey, only rich people play fucking well, hockey. And look at all the points. Like, I, there's just so, even like something it's like, like water soccer polo would be similar. Like, you look at all the points where like everything, you know, you have defenders in different areas and you have you yeah. know, the puck all over the, it's not like. Well, these are the fans of the thing. No, but I know. But hockey fans are also some of the most like passionate fans about the game too, and they might have a better understanding of passions. Different than it is. It is. It is. But like, I just that's my wild card pick okay. right here. Is I'm going to go with hockey and okay. then baseball. I think there's a lot of you know. Is this because you wanted to put baseball one, but you're trying to be modest, and so you're putting it two? Is that what's? I was here? going to go baseball one, <laughs> but like I am, I I'm just you know like I said wild card pick. So so mm-hmm. baseball two. Um. Okay. So, shit. Hockey, baseball. This is this is tough. This is a tough. It uh, is tough. It is. Uh, yeah. No. It is. A, it's a tough one. But that's. I mean, that's what we come. We come to hard mark for the hard science, the hard data. We're crunching the numbers. Uh, we're really getting down, down go, to the nitty gritty here. I'll go NFL, which I was gonna lean towards more last. Okay. <laughs> but I'm gonna put it up there. I think there's you know a lot going on, but it, yeah. That's a tough one. I think that could be farther down. Sure. So I'll go NFL, and then I'll go. You got basketball, NBA. wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So I got NASCAR wrestling. 
I just have to go wrestling NASCAR. Okay, wrestling. And I don't NASCAR. like I don't want to shit on all NASCAR people. I'm sure there's some really <laughs> but like to me it's like just one of the dumbest sports. And it's exciting, I get it. Like, but mostly you just go there to watch, like, you know. And not to say these guys aren't even like mechanically I'm not mechanically inclined. They're probably really smart guys on that. But I don't know about the sport itself. They just kind of run around, they go, Oh, like go get in the inside and make this turn. Like, I don't know. So I think I'll go wrestling can, and NASCAR. That's yeah. You can simultaneously like understand that hey nascar drivers are like real athletes like it is totally and i don't i don't want to disrespect the sport don't but at the same time you can say like hey fucking nascar fans are idiots like that's fine to say that i'm not like i just i'm this is a that's a that's a good study i'm i'm just kind of interested but like i don't know I, i think looking at it to me the sport doesn't have much to it i don't really understand it that you know NASCAR? That, yeah. Okay. Aside from them, like, running 500 laps and, you know. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. You know. But so, yeah. So, did you get my... Yeah. So, okay. So, just to summarize. Yeah. So, Ryan's picks. Number one was hockey. Two was baseball. Three was the NFL. Uh, four was the NBA. Five was WWE wrestling. Six was NASCAR. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear the actual results? Did you have a pick? I know you already got. Did, I mean, I already know the. Yeah, okay, I don't so know. You know. I, I couldn't didn't fairly. Pick before. Okay. I couldn't. No, I did. I didn't think about that. So, I wanted okay. to. All just right. Yeah. Quiz you. No, let's go. All right. Let's start. I'm going to start from the bottom. Okay. And I'm going to work our way up. Okay. Number six. You are correct, sir. NASCAR. NASCAR the dumbest fans no, <laughs> of no. all the sports uh this number means nothing to me i don't know what like Is it, do they do like an aggregate like iq like thing how many people did they survey i don't so i don't know the exact formatting of how they de- came to determine this i have some suspicions but mm-hmm. I, I don't know like if they i don't think they had people take like iq tests and said like what are you a fan of or mm-hmm. anything i think they did it a different way but they did give an estimate on what they thought the iq of those fans was uh for nascar they said it was 95 95 in fact you know what let me while i'm thinking about it let's see what is an average iq what is what is that says 90 to 110 is aver- normal or average intelligence. So it's on the lower It's on the lower of, end uh, of things. Yeah. And then 110 to 120 is superior intelligence, supposedly. This is all according to Wikipedia, which, you know, who am I to argue with them? Okay, so NASCAR, they're at the bottom. You know, a mm. bunch of dummies. Uh, next up, number five. Baseball. Really? Yeah, baseball. Really? 101.3. So it's a bit of a jump from uh, from Baseball, NASCAR. number five. I would not have placed them so far down. Yeah, but baseball fans are just idiots, basically. God that's, damn it. That's what the this <laughs> study of the smartest sports fans. Okay, baseball. So you got, <laughs> you got your big, dumb NASCAR fans <laughs> with all their inbred hillbilly yeah. bullshit. Uh-huh. And then you get one <laughs> one notch up. You have all these nerd nerdy-ass virgins uh, with their tally cards okay. on the fucking okay. stands of Safeco Field. T-Mobile field, Eric. But, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah I apologize. Uh, so, yeah, five baseball. Four, uh, NFL. Did I place them three? Yes. Yes, yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. yeah. You, you said basketball was four. So okay. Four. Yeah. Number three, NBA. So, now we're now up to the top two. So, you know, you know what that leaves us with, right? Hockey and pro wrestling my friend wrestling. hockey and pro wrestling those so so your your hockey is the dark horse mm. sort of thing has been play is played dividends here uh but number two yeah the remaining two number two 
is hockey, which means God that damn. the number one, the smartest sports I'm going to have to go with this as a fucking bias-ass survey. Like, what was their IQ range? What, what for wrestling? Yeah, wrestling yeah. fans? Uh, 112.6. <laughs> so, superior. superior. above average. Oh, yeah. They're above, Oh, yeah. my God. So, you know, here I am. Who, who conducted this fucking survey? Uh, I'll have you know that the fine folks of How to Bet <laughs> conducted this survey, sir. Oh, uh, and it's very reputable. And they determined that, you know, you NASCAR and baseball idiots can just piss right off, piss up, piss up yeah, a rope. number five baseball. Yeah. Oh, at least they made the right choice with hockey. Being oh, I'm going to hit this. I'm going to hit this ball with this bat. That's basically all the baseball. You know, fans. maybe it's not the fans that are smart. Maybe it's the people who are actually like, you know. Yeah. Doing some of the analysis. Oh, yeah. All those Moneyball people, they're the smart yeah. ones. The fans. <laughs> Maybe just... the fans are fucking stupid. I. Oh, he, he's chewing, <laughs> he chewing tobacco oh, and he, he's scratching his quatch. God That's what all the it, baseball Eric. fans this are is doing. Fucking bullshit. Oh, give me some peanuts <laughs> and some quackle jacks. Duh. You're supposed to sing that at the baseball game, not just like mock it. Oh, it's the seventh <laughs> inning. That means I gotta stand up now before I gotta sit down more. Okay, all right. We got enough as baseball fans over here. <laughs> and I know what I know what you're thinking, Ryan. You're, yeah. you're thinking right now. Well, of course, a betting site is going to do this because you know they're going to predict like who has the most accurate. Uh, betting patterns. There's no way that a professional wrestling fan could know, you know, who who's going to win and who's going to lose. There's no possible way for that. So it's strictly science. This is the most highly educated right, and advanced right. of all the sciences. So uh, important to clarify that for anyone who may be, uh, you know, doubting the fine folks of how to bet. God damn it. <laughs> so with that in mind, knowing that you're stupid and I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've established that. <laughs> yeah. That you're a dirty, stupid man with an unclean butt, and you don't wash your sure, face. Sure. <laughs> don't we? <laughs> and you're stupid, man. Man. Now just, that we know that, uh-huh, uh-huh. would you would you be open to taking an IQ test on this podcast? Not today, but at some point in time. Or I, alternately, would this crush you so much? With after Colton defeats you, and then you also lose to an IQ I, test, <laughs> would that just would you just not even go to Chicago? You just move to Mexico and change your name? Like that? I mean, that that is a possibility. Um, <laughs> yeah, that could be that could be a crushing blow. Um, if I had to give you some advice to prep, start watching some wrestling. You probably get a lot. Yeah, smarter. right, right, right. No, exactly. And that's you know why mm-hmm. I'm over here is to boost my IQ. My vocabulary I owe exclusively to my WWE watching as a, is it? as a child. Yeah, yeah, you know the the. Uh, posterior pontuberance, the clavicle, you know, all the, the medical terms that I throw out all the time. All because of Gorilla Monsoon. Big ups to Gorilla. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, sh- we'll table that. Maybe we'll do an IQ test. At some can, you, can you get a, like, legitimate IQ test? So from I, I understand it has to be done by, like, like a psychologist. or Really? You could probably just take one online, right? You can take them online. Uh-huh. You know, usually I score in the 140 to 160 range when I take, you know... Have you done an online IQ test before? So I when back when the internet was getting like, you know, there was more like there was more like MySpace had like, you know, ads on IQ tests, like, okay, you take they were and it's all like it, it was <laughs> You do realize that that was just a method to take all of your personal information, right? Well, so is being on Facebook and MySpace in the first place. So and I'm not even sure I scored that high, to be honest, on there. Um that was more so a joke, but <laughs> Um, but I don't think you can actually take an IQ test without being like it, you know, it has to be 
done so, under the guidance of a of a like a psychologist. So you'd be willing to do it, but only if it was. I'm, I'm not. Going I wouldn't to be willing to take an internet psych IQ test on that. Like, oh, it might make me look better. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it could be a worse look. <laughs> but to if like, you're taking the same test, then it's like equal, right? It doesn't have to be designated by. I a guess that's true, but I don't know if like an online test you can do the same. I'm sure it's like you know they just they just roll this thing out. and It's just different tests for different people. Like, I'll research it. I'll, yeah, I'll, take a look at it and and find out. And but I mean, I, we already I, know one thing. I <laughs> I would be I would take an IQ test down. You know, not not maybe not on this show, <laughs> but I would take an actual IQ. I'd be curious to see you know where I land. I you know sure I would be very curious to see where you land. Would too, you after all your boat deals and you know. Just lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I'll just reconsider this whole thing. Uh, let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk about wrestling. Everyone's been clamoring for it. They're like, oh, enough of this fucking Stein holding bullshit and you know whatever else. Mm. Let's talk about wrestling. You know, let's talk about wrestling is not your cue that you can just fuck around on your phone, Ryan. No, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> You know, maybe maybe bring up the vocabulary. People don't want; they want to hear intelligent wrestling talk. They don't want to hear like stupid baseball <laughs> stupid words. Baseball talk, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take the mitt. I'm going to catch a ball. Uh, oh that God. sort of thing. I'm going to hit you with three letters. Okay. WCW. Yeah. Your favorite. Yep. TNT wrestling. TNT wrestling. July of 1991. So WCW, July of 1991. Ryan Murphy was one years old. What a what a time to be alive! Yeah, mm-hmm. hell of a hell of a year. Uh, the company, WCW, they were doing poorly. Their flagship star, a gentleman by the name of Ric Flair, he had just left to join the WWF, which we actually saw sort of that process of when he joined up and then he was fucking around with Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper, that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, we saw the Ric Flair situation sort of play out in the WWF. So he had left. Uh, the live attendance for WCW, those numbers were poor. And save for a couple of high spots, the company was out of ideas creatively. So in the middle of all this, they were running one of their flagship pay-per-view events, which is known as the Great American Bash. Uh, and this was happening in Baltimore. What are you doing right now? What do you mean? What are you, are you watching something? No, I just hold my phone. Oh, okay. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I have my phone in my hand and I'm just like... Okay. I'm just trying to, you know. I don't know why you have your phone in your hand right now. I think it's a fine way to rest my hands. Like, <laughs> I mean, you also have your phone in your hand. Yeah, but right I'm now. reading notes. Well, I mean, I just, I'm just resting my hands. Like. You're resting your hands as if you were watching the phone. I'm not. I know that not you're not off. now, but it's just so fucking weird to me, like, that you would rest your hands in a position. I okay. do a lot of hand gestures and movements. I think this would you be know what? by this time, like... Fucking do it. Because if <laughs> it keeps you from hand. hitting yourself there, yeah. and hitting the table, oh then... Oh, my God. I'll You're being go- dramatic about what I do with my hands. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are you talking about, Ryan? I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> let's let that... Yeah, let's... Settle down. You caused the scene this time. Not me. Okay. So, the company, they're not doing so well. We have Baltimore, the Great American Bash. Do you have any thoughts about Baltimore... Do you have any weird opinions <laughs> just about, about the it? City. Yeah, just about, I mean, fuck. I didn't think Tampa Bay was going to lead to anything, but here I mean, we are. I don't have it. I'm not as passionate about it as I am Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> Is Tampa Bay your most passionate city? I I will be in Tampa Bay at some point if anyone wants to, to see me meet up. <laughs> what does that mean? We don't. I eventually. Do we have Tampa Bay listeners? If so, send me a message on Instagram. I'll Facebook. eventually be out there. Yeah. Okay. It's, all it's, right. Uh, Look up Ryan Murphy. He's yeah. going to be the guy. He's going to be the impressively strong man. Good wants nothing to do with that oh, area of the... You're, co- you're kind of throwing her under the bus. Well, right? I mean, yeah, but like I doesn't... I feel she, like you... If she on the podcast, I will be in Tampa Bay. 
you sort of correct me if I'm wrong. You ironically love Tampa Bay. You like a it only bit. to feel like lord yourself over it like you're better <laughs> than it, which is kind of the same vibe that you put off on this show about wrestling fans, even I though they're the respect. smartest of all fans, <laughs> as we established. Respect the city. Respect the city. <laughs> okay, yeah. but Baltimore, nothing. I don't have a lot of thoughts on Baltimore. Like, I, have you ever watched The Wire? No, and I, I know that I, from what I hear, I should. It's one of the. It's hard to get into. I, I try. I've, to I've break heard through. it's like a, one of the greats. I've, but, I've uh, heard the same thing, but I've never watched it. So is it out of Baltimore? It is. Yeah. It's based all around Baltimore and like the different facets of like the media and yeah. the cops and the drug dealers and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so as mentioned, Ric Flair, he had left WCW and that just happened to take place in the days prior to this show. So like literally days before the Great American Bash 1991, Ric Flair is now suddenly gone from WCW. So expecting some level of fan backlash to the news that Flair was not going to be appearing. WCW officials scrambled to think of ways that they could appease the notoriously fickle East Coast crowd. And I don't know that we've talked about this much, but fans in different regions of the country react to wrestling differently. Like Southern fans, which WCW had primarily been based out of the South, they just more or less took it as it was. You, you cheer the good guys, you boo the bad guys, that's what you did. When you get up to like the Northeast, like Baltimore, uh, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, etc., like those fans are more willing to shit on good guys that they think suck. So it was just kind of a different dynamic. Hmm. And so they were worried about people, even though Ric Flair had been like a bad guy, that people were going to like just like Ric Flair and be pissed that he wasn't showing up. So that was sort of the dynamic there. They are known as being huge fucking assholes, like up in up in uh, the Northeast. Oh, so now you're pissing off the Northeasterners. Uh, I mean, that's just a fact. I well, I mean, yeah, they're for sure. Sports fans of the Northeast have yeah. like repu- especially Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the big one, yeah. Like but but still, the Northeast in general is gonna like. Yeah, they'll just shit on anybody. In wrestling t- uh, sort of circles as well, Canada also has kind of a, a reputation the for The East Coast of Canada or just is it Canada, just Canada? Just yeah. Canada, oh. yeah. It's kind of being like uh, they'll they'll go against the grain. So like if the company's propping up one guy's like, hey, you should cheer him, then Canada will often be like, ah, fuck that guy. They'll also come into Safeco Field or T-Mobile Field and like fuck Mariner fans up. Just, just so you know, Canadian what, fans. Like they'll come down you, from Vancouver. Fuck them up with like an IQ test or <laughs> – well, they're baseball fans, Eric. Yeah, right. right um, sure. But yeah, they'll come down from Vancouver for a Blue Jays game and just fucking take over the stadium. It's insane. Blue Toronto's not even like close to from Vancouver. Just they're Canadians. Oh, just okay. Fucking Canadians, like v- Toronto's the only Canadian team, isn't it? Yeah. Man, okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. So they're just I see. destroy us. Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Sounds like you have some. Uh, it's a little I'm, some history there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> some some lost bar fights against Blue Jays fans. <laughs> Uh, the toughest of all fans. Uh, so their solution to appease this Baltimore crowd, uh, among other things, was to add a new match to this show. So a match that had not been previously advertised to the Great American Bash. They're going to start. Uh, they're going to run this match, a special match, an exciting match, a scaffold match. I'll let that digest okay. with you. Uh, so let's take a step or two back. So a scaffold match is exactly what it sounds like so it's a match that takes place on scaffolding which is above the ring and so the idea is that the losers are going to fall from the scaffolding into the ring and that's how you lose that match is to be i feel like i saw one recently with like rob gronkowski in it was that a scaffolding match that was very recent 
or I heard about it. And he was so okay. I think they were I, on some sort of scaffolding and they fell through. Like he so okay. We in fact, I think we've briefly mentioned this on the show before. But yes, Ron Gronkowski did. A, did I say Rob or Ron? I don't know what I said. Gronk. Did I say Ron? I think I said. Ron. I might have said it too. Shit. Now that I don't. Know, but yeah. Either way, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. He uh, he jumped off. It wasn't like scaffolding proper. Yeah. It was it was like this elevated platform and he jumped off of it. But that's not a scaffold match. That's not a scaffold. He just leapt onto a group of dorks geeks whatever you want to call them uh, a scaffold match is like actually suspended above the ring it's like scaffolding like a platform and the idea is that you were meant to you know throw your opponents off of it now it sounds pretty fucking dangerous and it can be but just like everything else in wrestling there's ways to minimize that risk and do stuff somewhat safely uh, so probably the most famous scaffold match of all time had also taken place in WCW. before it was called WCW, but it was basically WCW. It was back in 1986, and it featured two of the greatest tag teams of all time, the Road Warriors from episode 31 that we did with the fine folks over at Watching It, uh, taking on one of the other all-time great tag teams called the Midnight Express. So I wanted to just really briefly show you some of the highlights from that match so you get an idea on like what a scaffold match actually is. We're not going to watch the whole thing. I'll just kind of skip around a little bit. But this is the entrance of the Midnight Express, who are managed by a guy by the name of Jim Cornette, who's a very notable wrestling personality even today. So there's Jim Cornette, the manager, with his tennis racket. So there's the scaffold above the uh, the ring. That is it? Yeah, that's it. And that's it. That's all they have to work with. Yeah, I mean, and they're trying to knock them off the... Uh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, so there's no ropes. It's literally it's an just... interesting match. Yeah. That, that, this is different than what I had than what I anticipated. It's not the Gronk thing. Yeah. No, it's no. It's a little bit different. <laughs> How high is it? Um, I have that in my notes, actually. Um, so it's 24 feet above 24, the floor. Four. Oh, okay. And there's something under. 21. No, no, no. So it's 24 feet above the floor, 21 feet above the it's ring. two fucking stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's high. That's I mean, it's fucking, it's tall. I, I would not want to. I mean, like, yeah, you could, I mean, you can compare the guy's height versus how high the fucking thing is. to be up there. I'm... <laughs> All right. Let's, let's jump ahead a little bit. But yeah. So that's the match. Like the match is entirely. How wide is it? Yeah, like probably three to four. I feel like this is going to be one of those matches where I'm watching it and they're just like, they have the best opportunity to just toss these guys off, but they just never do. You do get mad about that. Yes, I remember the Royal Rumble. So there's the manager, Jim. So basically the Road Warriors won. Now Jim Cornette's freaking out. He got chased up there. Oh, oh. That, that looked actually painful. Um, okay. So let me go back to my notes. So we just saw a little bit of highlights from, from that match. Now, I jumped ahead a little bit. We didn't see the other members of the Midnight Express fall, but they they got they basically did the same thing where they hung from, from it. They didn't just jump off. They hung from it and dropped down. This is gonna. This match is gonna upset. I, I already. I already know this match is gonna annoy the shit out of me. But I like the idea of it. But, sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So so that's how you basically make that match safe. Is you're not taking just a free fall. You're doing a controlled drop from it. You're hanging, and then you kind of control when you fall. So presumably you can take care of yourself so, and try and protect yourself. So the person who's trying to get you off of that is just 
nudging you to the edge. So if you saw that Jim Cornette yeah. thing, one of the guy animal from the Road Warriors, he was actually holding on to Cornette's leg until Cornette was ready to be like, okay, I've got my grip. You can let go of me now. Like, that's what was actually happening there. So you're trying to protect the okay. guys and not okay. kill them. All right. Well, I'll have sales plays out, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> to summarize what we just saw, which we talked about, they're hanging from underneath. They're in control of that fall. Now, even with that being the case, accidents can still happen. So in the case of Jim Cornette, who we just saw drop from the scaffold, uh, he tore his ACL on that landing. He also destroyed half of his meniscus when he landed. So he totally fucked himself. On this fall right here? That that you just saw. I totally believe that. That did not look like an easy (laughs) fall. The the guy in the hat there was supposed to catch him and... That didn't happen. That And he's not an athlete. He's a manager. So, yeah, I mean, that, it stands looked, to reason. Yeah. The other guys were unscathed because they kind of knew how to take that fall. But Cornette did not. Um, and so that's kind of a, a result of what, what happened there. And because I know that, Ryan, you have a hard-on for this sort of thing, I actually made some notes here. Um, do you have any guesses how much Jim Cornette made for that match? And, and all <laughs> the participants, actually. I mean, I'm just – I I feel like it's so, – what, what year was, was this one? 86. $600. So we've seen, and we've talked about this. I remember, actually, I was just listening back to the Deathmatch episode earlier yeah. where uh, Mick Foley, I think, checked us Jack. He made something like four or $500 for a six-week tour of, of Africa. So we've kind of seen one element of it. Now, there's another element of wrestling where dudes were making fucking big money. There were legitimately guys who could have been professional football players and like other athletes where they're like, fuck that. I'm just going to be a pro wrestler and make like serious money. Like that was a legitimate career path for a point in time. Uh, Cornette and all the other guys in that match, they made 10 grand a piece for that show. Fucking damn it. <laughs> this is fucking. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I would, I would just ping that on like the initial like estimate of what sure. these guys, but now it seems like they're just ma- so these are probably high profile like you know names in the yeah yeah for sure yeah. I mean these were like top top stars yeah, in yeah. in that company at that point in time so like ten grand in nineteen eighty six money would be like thirty yeah. something yeah. grand today just for comparison's sake uh, and then that the- seems reasonable I'd take that fall for thirty grand today just <laughs> just yeah. roll the dice yeah exactly I mean, your, your ribs are healed I'd, now, I'd so. see how it goes yeah, yeah thirty grand <laughs> I'd take that risk I yeah. bet yeah so you're saying that you would do that for thirty grand and it would take just over two grand for you to be bitten by a cobra just so we're we're clear did on I that. did I make that statement you said twenty five hundred. For a cobra to know. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds about right. Yeah. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll last couple of things I want to say. So the scaffold that we just see, that we just saw, um, that was 24 feet above the floor, and so to, it was 21 feet above the ring. So, like you said, about two stories or so tall. Um, fast forward to the match that we're actually watching here today, the 1991 match, because things in WCW... They were very disorganized at the time. There was a lot of haphazard decisions that were being made uh, to kind of lead to the match itself. No one remembered to order a scaffold because if you're running a wrestling show, you probably just don't have a fucking scaffold at the ready. So you have to order that in and bring it in because that's, I mean, it's like steel. Right. Uh, So instead of using a proper scaffold, uh, they ended up using um, uh, basically just assembling one from scratch at the show. Uh, so it was not the steel structure that you saw. What you're going to see in this 1991 scaffold match is relatively fucking rickety in comparison. Like that scaffold wasn't going anywhere. This one you can tell has some shift to it. It's even worse. 
yes. way more terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So it ended up being mm. supposedly now eyeballing it. I watched this match yesterday. It doesn't look taller. The guys in the match say it was taller, but who knows? It was roughly around the same height from what I could tell. Uh, but it was definitely a lot more precarious. So it was harder for the guys to actually do like professional wrestling moves while up on this, this 1991 scaffold. So that brings us to the participants. I'll just give you a really quick rundown of them. Uh, so the good guy team. So it is a team of a tag team match. Not that they're tagging. Uh, but the good guy team is comprised of beautiful Bobby Eaton. He was one of the guys who actually was in this match as part of the Midnight Express. He's one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time and a veteran of the scaffold matches. So he was actually, again, he lost this 1986 scaffold match. And his partner is the 400 pounds rap master, PN News. <laughs> The rap master? The rap master. He's the master he's, of all raps. Okay. He's, he's really good at it. Got it. He, I can do like a quick, here's what he did. Yeah. Yo, baby, yo, baby, <laughs> yo. And then the people yeah. would do that back. And then he'd have very simple raps that he would do. That's rap master piano. And again, 400 pounds. on a 400 rick- pounds. On a rickety ass scaffold. So good times all the way around. And so their opponents first. I would not want that to be my partner. I just, I would not want him anywhere near that. <laughs> you uh, wouldn't. Well, that's that's mean. Why wouldn't wow, I mean, four just trim down a little bit and then maybe we'll talk? Is that sure, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. What, what would be the upper threshold of your partner, like weight-wise? 250? Uh, on that, I, I guess it depends on what it is. But anything sure. that's not like stable, like maybe, <laughs> maybe too. I want a skinny as fuck guy, like... <laughs> So yeah. you're you're concerned less about winning the match and more yeah. surviving. Okay, four hundred pounds. That's My fair. God, he's a big boy. He's a yeah, big boy. Okay. Right. Uh, so their opponents. First, we have <laughs> this is his actual like nickname, his nomenclature, whatever you want to call it. The computerized man of the 1990s, oh. Terrence Taylor. Because why is he? Uh, yeah, why is he computerized? Uh, I'll tell you why he's oh, computerized. Exactly. He is a manager that was able to use her sophisticated 1991 computer technology to be able to create foolproof strategies which would lead Terrence Taylor to victory. Nice. Yeah. So like, she, a, like an ultimate gambling, like, you know, like pretty algorithm. Much. She yeah. would be out there with this gigantic laptop computer and she'd be clicking keys and she'd like feed him information so he knew what to Shit, do in the match. Yeah. yeah. Because that's how computers work. Nice. Uh, (laughs) I love it. uh, He didn't... I don't know why she wasn't there. I don't know if she was just She wasn't there. He was announced still as the computer... It's a bummer like that. He didn't have the computer technology. (laughs) So that may influence your decision on who wins. I don't know. Uh, His his partner is the current WCW television champion, a man that we have not yet seen on the program, a man none other than stunning Steve Austin. Steve Austin, my guy. If you heard of Steve Austin, I will, that was gonna, that's I, you know Steve Austin, yeah. mm-hmm. Stone Cold, yeah, but not Stone Cold yet. He's not Stone Cold yet. So this is early Steve Austin. This is fucking as early as it gets. Stone Damn. Cold Steve Austin. You, we finally have merged them into uh, the show. After I didn't know you were waiting so long for Steve Austin to make an appearance. How many like Steve Austin videos have I sent you? Well, I wish you'd stop for the record. <laughs> Uh, but he was not one of the names that you listed when we did this way back in episode one. Doesn't you- matter. Like I, I, as I progressed in this wrestling culture, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 Steve Austin seems to hold like, you know, these crowds. Like it just they he's, they he riles them up, and like that's when you know he's a beloved figure in the world of wrestling. Now he's a, again, he's a showman. Like I want to make sure that this is very clear. This is not 
that Steve Austin. It is Steve. It's that Steve Austin, but it's not that. It's just Steve early Austin. Steve Austin. It's two years in the business, Steve Austin. Two. He was still finding his footing. Like he's, in my opinion, he was a can't miss prospect. You, yeah. you just see him, you're like, that guy's a fucking star. Yeah. Like he, it's, it's immediate. But he didn't have that hold of the crowd just yet. Just because this is early, Steve. How much is he worth? Like, would you say as a like today? Like financially. Like, yeah, like, is he, I mean, he's up there with, like, Hulk Hogan and, you sure. know, The Rock and, like, I mean. What you, What exactly are you asking me right now? How much money is he worth, like, roughly? I could just Google it if But you just, want like, to. I mean, like. Hundreds of millions hundreds of, of dollars, millions of probably. Dollars, okay. I don't know. I mean, he, he could come on WWE TV whenever he wants and get a shitload of fun. But this money. is what you were saying. Some of the, like, at this point, these guys were picking this career over, like, you know. Yeah. Could have been professional football players or, and, like. Mm-hmm. These were the, where the big names were being made, the early 90s, like, you know, coming yeah. up like early Steve Austin, you know. Mm-hmm. And in the early 90s, that's when things definitely started to shift because then you started getting like these TV contracts that were just through the fucking roof for sports things. So you started to see a little bit less of that. But there were like high profile sports guys who generally when they would get injured doing one thing, then they would go to pro wrestling. Like Steve Mongo McMichael. I know that's a little bit before your time, but he was a big star for the Chicago Bears. He eventually became like a pro wrestler. Okay, um, okay. But it was more common that guys would like actively pick pro wrestling over other things for the sake of financial things back in like the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I'm uh, just a little surprised you're not making more of a big deal about this. Like, this is a big name that we're bringing in. We haven't brought in. I am you're just like, oh, like, you know, fuck it. Like, it's just it's early days, Steve Austin. It doesn't really matter, you know. Like, well, this no, is no, a, no, this no. This is I, some lead up to, like, some some cooler Steve Austin shit. Like, this is the introduction to Steve Austin. That's you're kind of like, is. fuck this guy. He doesn't really do much in this. He's you like, are not. That's, no. that's kind of what that, no. that's the impression that I'm getting. Here's the impression you Do you, you not should... like Steve Austin? I like Steve Austin fine. You're, just, you're, you're a Hulk Hogan guy, and that's why you're... Oh, don't you like, fucking dare, Ryan. This is what's going on. There's going to be some bias here from here on out. No, no, no. I'm um, going to have a guy, and you're going to have another guy, and then... And That's, then the guys are going to wrestle. Well, fucking spoiler alert, Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan never wrestled. So don't get your hopes up about it. Uh, no, here, here's why I'm doing this the way that I'm doing it. It's not because I don't like Steve Austin. It's because I know how you get. If I tell you it's Steve fucking Austin, you're going to be expecting like <laughs> fucking the, the works, fireworks, the greatest fucking spectacle of all time. You're not getting that Steve Austin. You're getting early Steve Austin. This is the very beginnings of his career. So I'm just I'm tempering your expectations. His net worth of thirty million dollars. I was going to tell you that. That's not even, you said hundreds of millions. I don't fucking. Sometimes know. you say I'm off, but you were off. You put me up. I don't. God damn it! Shut okay. up. <laughs> thirty million. That's still a lot of money. It's a good amount of money, but not hundreds of millions amount of money. This is okay. Yeah, we'll 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 shift back into your thing, but you know what a fucking dead end that was. Let's John Cena's <laughs> net worth. Are you asking me? No, I'm going to find yeah, okay. out. He's at sixty million. Really, John? John Cena's more than how much is The Rock? That's he's gotta be in the hundreds, right? The, the Rock for sure. The Rock's probably in the hundreds, yeah. Four hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. What's Hulk fuck. Hogan? I mean, his wife kind of cleared him out, but I don't know. Well, we'll just multiply by two. Uh twenty five million. That oh shit, that's okay. Less than I thought, but but it's hard to like. So okay, that's fine. Yeah, really quick because actually this is something I was thinking about uh, earlier when I was trying to predict what questions you're going to ask. So I would say, <laughs> I would say, and and you can't really go by uh, you know net worth today by these terms. In my opinion, I think that the biggest star in the modern era of professional wrestling is Hulk Hogan. 
I think he's number one, and I think Steve Austin is number two. Now, that's an arguable point. A lot of people will point to Steve Austin as like the biggest star, but Hulk Hogan had a longer career. He had more longevity, and so that's why I picked Hulk. And there's other reasons that we haven't scientifically covered just yet, but um, I think that they're one and two. And then you could also make a case for like people like The Rock and The Undertaker and some other folks too, mm-hmm. um, you know, which I think is totally viable. But I think it's Hogan and Austin are pretty much generally considered to be like the two biggest stars in modern wrestling. As we introduce them here. As we introduce uh, them yeah. here. So we'll we'll see what you think of of uh, of Austin in the match today. But that. In a nutshell, I know we got a little off topic, but that's the match. So not much in terms of storyline. In fact, I don't even think there was much of a storyline leading into this, but a fair amount of intrigue behind the scenes. Uh, Last thing that I wanted to note, uh, for this version of the scaffold match, there are actually two ways that you can win. There's the traditional method of knocking your opponent off of the scaffold, which is kind of what we saw uh, in that 1986 version. Or they could just quit. Or alternately... (laughs) Uh, if you capture the opposing team's flag and bring it to your side, oh you, my god! You it's like some sort of capture the fucking flag. You could win that <laughs> and, way too. So, so they could grab it and then it's. I mean, that's got that's a standard capture the flag. Like it's a standard capture the flag. Huh. Okay. I don't know what you're hoping for, but you know, I that's an interesting like <laughs> you know alternative to like throwing your guy off this. It is. Yeah. It's uh, it's a completely non violent yeah, way of yeah. ending that fucking match. Yeah. Okay. All right. So those those are the options. And uh, last thing I'll mention here before we uh, go to the break, uh, Ryan's record as it stands right now, this is actually the 40th match that Ryan has watched. His current record is 20 and 19. Pretty good. Some would say. Some would say. Some would say. Some would say that, and I know I make this joke all the time, you could have just flipped a coin and uh, basically been the same <laughs> winning percentage. I but. think I've had... You have called quite a few. Um, <laughs> there's been some bullshit matches that I've lost, but you know, most of the ones that I've taken. It's like Groundhog's Day. You say that every time. All right. <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's take our commercial break. We'll be right back. We'll play some audio from the match, and we'll give you our thoughts on Beautiful Bobby and PN News taking on stunning, not yet Stone Cold Steve Austin and the computerized man of the 1990s, Terrence Taylor. Thanks, everybody. Oh, Hello. Who am I, you ask? Well, that's on a need-to-know basis, and I guess you need to know. I'm Donnell from the Watchnet Podcast, a little podcast where me and my co-host Robert dive into different TV shows and movies to give our viewpoints and reviews. TV shows like The Boys to the 1999 hit movie The 13th Floor. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, come join us at watchnetpod.com or on any podcast provider. And he is trying to position himself not to go off the top of the scaffold. And that's the entire, the width of the scaffold. The next time we get that shot, look at the width of the scaffold. It is not very wide. Jim, this is also the first scaffold match with a plywood or a wood base to it or a wood top. They used to have that steel top like they use when they, when they wash the windows of big buildings. And that would cut the back and would really lacerate the back of the opponents. So this may not be as good as far as traction is concerned, but it really helps the... Uh, Helps the skin a lot. There are all four men out there in jeopardy. I can guarantee you that. This one slight miscue and you're gone. Bobby's got it. He's got their flag. Now he's got to go back to the other end. Beautiful Bobby has the flag. And there he goes. Beautiful Bobby has the flag. Ladies and gentlemen, the winners of the scaffold match, the team of the Ripmaster, PN News, and beautiful... Bobby! We're back. We just watched P 
PN News and Beautiful Bobby take on stunning Steve Austin and the computerized man of the 1990s, Terrence Taylor. <laughs> uh, did you like the match? I did like the match. I like I like the I like the concept of the match, and then <laughs> I can never predict what you're going yeah. to think ever. I should stop trying. So you like the match? I did. I did. I I like matches that have a little outside the box, you know. And that was uh, See, like the novelty. That was, of it was the match. literally outside the box on that. Like I mean, it just wasn't <laughs> even inside, you know. Yeah, it was, um, it was, outside, it was up but, above the ring. Yeah. So yeah. So you liked it? I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So we'll just we'll go to the notes. Unless there's anything else you want to say ahead of the, the match. I just hit the notes. Let's just hit the notes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for first, gen- well, actually, we saw the little intro package. Yeah. Uh, you Classic, seemed- very 90s, very 90s. Would you say that they were authentic? I would say that that was very authentic, <laughs> yes. If I were to describe it, I would probably describe it as authentic. Yeah, 1991 Baltimore yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the match itself, so we have PN News and beautiful Bobby Eaton coming out. I will say that the two of them next to each other, they do not look like they would ever associate as friends at any point. I don't know, Bob. He seems like a nice guy. So, like he could be friends with anybody. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan Murphy, who again, if, you, if you're a big wrestling fan, you probably know about Beautiful Bobby. But Ryan does not watch wrestling. He is not a wrestling fan. This is officially the 40th match that he's ever watched. His first thing that he said about Beautiful Bobby, he looks like such a nice guy, which is hilarious because Beautiful Bobby is known for anyone who's a big wrestling fan as literally the nicest guy in wrestling. It wasn't even hard to tell. <laughs> that guy has the face of just a nice the face of an angel. looking guy. Yeah, no, someone who's like I said, if anyone's going to throw me off that thing, I want you, Bobby to like he would he sure. would be there to He'll to, take to care help. of you. Just yeah, hospitality like on the on the <laughs> Was it the mullet? Was the mullet the, the thing? No, it was a, he's got like a soft face. He's got a soft <laughs> face. Um you know. That's all it takes to convince you that they're a nice person that with a nice it. soft no, face. That, you could tell right off the bat that was a... Well, if Colton shows yeah. up fat to the Steinholing contest, maybe you'll take it easy on Colton. Maybe if he's got Does a... Does he have a soft face? I don't, we're going to find out. I don't know. Colton has no soft face. I mean, maybe <laughs> he will. Colton has like a... Colton's if not, he's put on as much weight as you think he will, uh, maybe. Pudgy maybe. face, but not soft like Bobby. Oh, like. you are a fucking... Rat. Cat's got claws over here. <laughs> uh, PN News. Any thoughts about PN News? Big big guy. Yeah, I, I, 400 I, pounder. He didn't, you know, like strike me immediately he's just big big fucking guy like i would not want to be on that that board with him you said when we first started watching it i would not want that person on no, my team no and it was for weight reasons not other reasons correct oh correct yeah exactly <laughs> okay yeah. good yeah, yeah, yeah perfect the rap master uh so then after they make their entrance we have stunning steve austin and uh terrence taylor you didn't even you couldn't tell which one was steve austin if all if all four of those guys were on, the, I you I could have pointed equally to any of them being. If you had told me one of them Steve Austin, I would have been like shit. Like, what if I told you it was Ratmaster PN News with Steve? <laughs> yeah, Austin. yeah, I mean, I would I would never have guessed Steve Austin was Steve Austin, like for sure. So Isn't Steve it? Austin in this match was wearing like a long robe. He had no goatee, which a lot of people obviously associate Steve Austin with the goatee and the bald head. He he had a long flowing. Uh, pony blonde ponytail. Uh, so he did not but, look but like. It wasn't even that. Like I, I, I know his face, and his face didn't even resemble like at least what it is today. Maybe I've seen him too recently. He's older now, but you pull up a picture of of Steve Austin present day. I will pull up a picture of uh, of stunning Steve. 
Yeah. And you can compare the two, but but like it's this you can tell it's the same guy. It's not as if it's uh I I I, I on I'm not being like podcasty here like for the uh, I, I'm saying means. I cannot like I could not tell them that yeah. Pull up a picture of Steve Austin. Yeah, okay. All right. No. So that, so that's him. Yeah, no. I really? Mean, You're looking at the same guy. It's the same guy. Not even close. Like I they do not look like usually you can tell like there's some like younger features in someone, but that is you gotta like that's a hard to tell. Like if you they don't look they don't resemble each other. What about if he was how, smiling? How, Let's how, see what he's smiling. Is any any different? Any better? Oh no, that's even worse. <laughs> uh, so it was ninety one, and this was probably I mean I don't know, 2015, so twenty five years. Twenty. Someone maybe. actually did you a favor here, Ryan. Yeah. Now, it's kind of shitty quality, but take a look at that. They just matched it up. One side is stunning Steve. One side is stone cold. But it's, I mean, it's the yeah. same guy. So, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Know. Unless yeah. you're going to try and, unless you're going to hit me with the, that's not the fucking same guy, but that guy died. And then it was a new fucking guy. <laughs> they replaced Steve Austin. Are you going to hit me with that conspiracy theory today, Ryan? Because I'm totally ready for it. They do not resemble the same person. <laughs> I don't have any, because I'm just saying, like, I, I assume, like, I would get some younger looking Steve Austin who came out. I didn't see him at all. Uh, but glad, to glad to be introduced yeah. to him in a wrestling, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we move forward with a little more. Steve, my my favorite wrestler of all time, Steve Austin. Yeah. What? We haven't seen him wrestle. I haven't seen a guy rally a crowd up like I've seen Steve Austin rally a crowd up. Your favorite wrestler is not St- Steve Austin. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. <laughs> okay. That's not your favorite okay. wrestler. Okay. Because who's number one on our fucking list right now? It's not Steve Austin. It's Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. So those, those... might be the best wrestlers. <laughs> that might be the best match. I'm telling you, my favorite wrestler. All right, so let's see. Let's go back to the notes. So we had the entrances. So eventually the guys make their way up this scaffold. Your thoughts on the scaffold itself? Yeah, I mean, it was it was, it was not a sturdy... It, it was <laughs> it shaking. Was, you could see it moving left to right pretty, like... Yeah, it was yeah. like an earthquake. I would not want to be on... I'm I'm, a, I'm scared of heights, so that was terrifying. Like, And they're just climbing mm-hmm. up a ladder. They didn't seem to have no problem with it. Yeah. Until they got in the middle, I think, when they they all, like hit the ground they hit the deck pretty quickly (laughs) so the offense of the match consisted entirely of the weakest punches you've ever seen or like jumps like little hops yeah like little hops and the guy would like drop to his belly yeah no as far as far as action of a match um it was left you a little wanting i would say uh but i mean like i get it it's not like i i it's not like I can cast stones at any of the guys for like not doing more because that scaffold was like shaking the whole time. I wouldn't so, want to be on there. Yeah. So so like while the match was somewhat shitty, I cannot blame the guys for it. It's not their the fault. The balls of these guys, as some would say, like to get up there and do that is more ballsy <laughs> some, than any match I've ever seen. As some would so. say. Some would say that. That's your, That's right. But basically, I mean, I don't even know how much there really is to like go through notes wise. There wasn't much. They were touching each other's hands for a little while. like on. And I told you my favorite part of the match was when uh, Big Boy PN News just shoved Terry Taylor like off to their their base there was a terrible punch that was just one of the most classic like you know this is what people think of he just like i don't even think he landed it and it was from very far he just kind of did like a quick like slow jab and the guy like flew back right it was the most over exaggerated little 
I haven't seen that in a while. I yeah, feel like yeah. I've seen some good ones, but that was like, damn, like, <laughs> you know, um, so. PN News, there was a point where he teased falling off of the side of the scaffold, as did Steve Austin, for that matter. Uh, did the PN News one, were you convinced for a second that he was actually going to no, fall? No, I thought that would be a huge... <laughs> There's no way that guy could fall. I did think there was going to be... So, I thought there was going to be at least one guy who fell. Yeah, sure. I, I, I Which thought, is reasonable to expect yeah. in a scaffold match. Right, sure. and... and even late into this explanation of the match, I didn't know there was this flag thing, so I, you know, expected two guys to fall. But mm-hmm. after I heard one guy, and then I did, if it were to be PN News, yeah, that would have been everyone would have gone home happy to see that guy <laughs> crash through the mat. But but no one no one looked happy like after after that match who like was in attendance that night. So you're saying if PN News would have fallen from the yeah. scaffold and like crashed through the ring onto Holy the concrete shit. floor, everyone this would have been happy. a big match. This could have been a lot higher up in the rankings. This would have been a big a big time uh, kind of game changing wrestling match. Remember when that 400 pound guy died? That was right, so fucking cool. Right through, yeah. Oh man, that would, I mean, it would have been. A or spectacle. he pulls like he's hanging off the bottom and just breaks it in half, just pulls down everybody like <laughs> the scaffold I mean, breaks shit, like, the center. Yeah, I, fuck these. I mean, you're you're kind of making me interested to see this now. Uh, but the match, the match ends when uh, beautiful, beautiful Bobby, be- beautiful man. Uh, he grabs the opponent's flag and then he takes the flag. He just he I guess you just make it halfway across this scaffold and then they rang. Well, you the said bell. they called it super. I, he was walking across when you're like they rang the bell. I didn't hear the bell, but I had to watch that yeah. match two times before I realized when it actually yeah. ended. But there's a very faint bell ring when he's halfway across the scaffold, and that's when the match is. So that officially must have over. been been a thing, which is kind of bullshit because that's not that's not proper capture the flag. You bring your flag <laughs> all the way back to your base. And then you declare yourself the winner. Ryan Murphy, snake expert. <laughs> Ryan Murphy, porcupine expert. Ryan Murphy, capture the flag expert. No. All these things. Uh, but you're right. No, you do bring it back to a base. He was only halfway across. And there was, I would have accepted it if there had been like tape or something to designate. Yeah, yeah. But there there wasn't yeah. anything like that. We were all just expected to, you know. And, and there was nothing obstructing his way back to the, they could have just waited. Until he, like, it would have been nicer to have them like plant the flag. But no, that didn't, that, you know. That also, yeah, that yeah, also did not so. happen. You're, you're right. That would have been an improvement. But uh, I, I guess you got to do what you bring to the table as far as the scaffold goes uh then after the match um so then steve austin grabbed lady blossom his manager her hairspray and he started spraying a bunch of people in the eyes that didn't really lead to anything in particular the guys were just sort of like my eyes hurt uh then they all climbed back down and then there was like a, a little bit of wrestling and, and when we were watching it i basically speculated like okay so those guys like they flew all the way there they show up to this match and they're like, fuck, we can't even like do anything. And so it's like, okay, let's at least give them 45 seconds of wrestling before we like leave. That's my speculation on what was happening. I think so too. And like, it was, that was super fucking dumb. Like that was like the, one of the worst things I've seen. So you would have preferred like, them not to have done that? Is thing, that what you're saying? Okay. I get there on a very like, you know, 20 feet. It's high. It's like sure. wobbly. But if they had actually wrestled on that shit and like thrown, that would have been the most insane match of all time. Like even if you throw a little like trampoline, you know, like something into the into the actual ring, make it a little bit, you know, more give as 
It does already have a lot of give, but fuck you! It does. <laughs> I'm just not. saying, like, it could have been a lot better of a match, and in that like last 45 seconds where he did like one flip, I was like, what? what's the point? And then they just got off and left. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it, was, it was nothing. Yeah. So weak match overall, but uh, but it was it, it was the premise of the match was was exciting. <laughs> I, I yeah. So I don't know that we can effectively rank matches based on the premise. I think we have to take them for what they are. That's just my personal opinion, but I guess we'll we'll see what the science says. Which uh with that all said, I think it's time to rank this yeah. thing. This is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one to rank. Well, hope you had a little bit of time to think about it. I mean, I can pull it up on this uh I can't see it from there. Yeah, you can, right? You can see that. I make mean, it see that it's on there. I can't I can't read. What? It's huge. It's 200% zoomed in. I'm probably like eight feet away. I can't read. And plus, it's you a need bad, LASIK, dog. It's a, it's a poor monitor. That's a monitor from 1986. That's probably pre it's, this match. M- fuck you <laughs> for real. <laughs> it's not, 1986. It's like a wave monitor. Like It is, but it's, it's from like mid 2000s. It's old, it's but mid- it's not 1986. I, it doesn't I, have a fucking. I don't have perfect vision, Eric, but I normally can like read shit. That is, that's unclear to me where we're at. Well, maybe, you know, in addition to the keeps that you should use for your hair, maybe you should also use it for your vision too, because that's going. <laughs> okay. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let me just pull this up. Okay, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. This is a 40th match. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. We're getting yeah. to the point, I think before you leave for Chicago, we got to do the analytics thing. I think we got to break down, like, if a good guy wins, does all Ryan... Bu- I, give it all and I, actually, did we say... I don't think we said. We never said. Really quick before you rank it, yeah. Ryan did get the match correct. I he, did, He yeah. predicted Beautiful Bobby and PN News to win. Uh, nicest guy in the world, <laughs> Beautiful Bobby. He took the flag back. He won the match. So Ryan is now at a 21-19 and 19 record. So you're you're bolstering that up a little bit. So I want to put this somewhere in between like 22 and 18. You want to put it between 22 and 18? Yeah. Can I just say, Yeah. I thought for sure this was going to be like the bottom because nothing happens in this match. It doesn't, but it makes it like... It there was something to it, like the, the, again the the balls of these guys to get up there and fucking do this match. Like you don't see pro wrestlers do that. You see them on the ground where gravity wants them. <laughs> these guys were like, "Fuck it, I'll go up there." No, they didn't fall, which was disappointing. But right, it was a it was a scaffold match where no one fell from the scaffold. But they the, captured a flag and char- not even well. But the characters, Eric, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin. You had it wasn't Bobby. Stone Cold. It was stunning. Four hundred pound man up on this <laughs> shitty scaffolding, like you know, and some other guy that I barely even like. It was the computerized noticed. man of the nineteen nineties, right? That would have been if if they had that little controller, the lady with the laptop. Holy shit, that could have that could have changed all the so, whole thing. I don't know. It, I you know I liked. That's why I put it somewhere between eighteen and twenty two. I don't know. Um, that's a really specific. Okay, so let's see. What's eighteen? Eighteen is Bret Hart versus Mister. Oh man, you can't bump that down. Uh, Rick Flair versus Terry Funk. That one had the uh, the sexual choking. Twenty was Sid Vicious versus Lee Scott. That's where Sid Vicious like basically killed you, that job guy. Am I looking at the? Hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Oh wait. I oh, I'm 20, looking at it wrong. I'm looking at wrong. British Bulldogs and oh, wait, can you not see it? Is that the? I have the fuck. You are so fucking uppity today. I, I don't. I don't know what your deal. I was looking at the wrong tab. I was looking at the chronological yeah, yeah, tab. Here yeah. we go. Okay. I apologize to the viewers, but not to Ryan. 
Um, okay, so 18 is Jake the Snake Roberts versus Lanny Poffo. That's the very first introduction we had where Jake uh, and Leaping yeah. Lanny fought with the snake and stuff. That was in the lightning round episode where we watched six matches, which you had a really great time during. Wait, no, uh, I think I'll just, I, I think I know. You can, do you want to go on? Because I think I know. But I've, oh, 22. I'll bump, oh, I'll what, bump Ronda Rousey. I mean, why? Just out of curiosity. I'll bump. I think Ronda Rousey probably got pretty high, highly listed in here initially. You keep bumping that match down. I feel like you you unfairly target that match. I, I, I you're right, and that <laughs> it is. I do target that match because like you really do. Uh, but I thought it got ranked high initially, so I think it's okay. To That's bump one it of down. our most listened to episodes. Is it? I think it's because it's like one of the few <laughs> matches that we featured with like like high profile women matches. We need to do another one. And, and uh, yeah, no, I would future. be totally. And maybe it could be high, but I think I bumped that one up probably more. So and it was that like, was the inspiration for the kendo stick. It then. was kind of a good match. I kind of like. Shit, now I feel a little bit bad, but, but <laughs> I am I am totally targeting this match. That's unfair. I should you not are. be. You should you should look at your own internal biases. Shit. Oof. But for now, <laughs> yeah. Next episode, we can look at the internal line. Yeah, 20, yeah. But 20. for the time being, fuck you, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> yeah, we'll fuck you, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, new number twenty-two. Then. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Falls right in where I thought it would be. You're not going to remember any of this. <laughs> You're just going to rub that down again. I next told time. you at this point, like we we chose if, the wrong ranking style, and that's okay. Because we did not. We I did. told you from like the no, very no, no, beginning no, no. what this you should very, do. No, that was not the very beginning. Like midway through, you're like, oh, like when you go back and look at these matches, you should just put like a score next to them. And that's fine. But we should have just done, we should have scored them on like in, in with decimals initially. That would have made this ranking so much more scientific, I think. If only, gosh, Ryan, now that you mentioned that, if only there was somebody who was like unemployed. That like wasn't doing anything that could like watch these matches. Is there somebody <laughs> out there who like wasn't you know doing anything with their lives right now that had, like had all this free time? I don't know, that's totally true. Um, wow. and, and you know just like lives with cats and sleeps on couches. There's forty fucking matches there. Ho- hold that's, on, hold on, Ryan. Let me yeah. let me think about this. I'm I'm trying to crunch the numbers scientifically. So if there was somebody who slept on a couch, you're just being a dick because I pointed out that you couldn't see the fucking monitor. Like, and and wasn't yeah. uh, uh, very smart at all because of all the baseball they watched. If there was that person. <laughs> I bet, I, I bet they could go back and watch all these matches and like actually uh, commit a decimal rating to. But them. would that be fair to the viewers as I've already ranked them? All right, you can't just alter the scale that these matches have been put on. Right? I'm no. Just saying from the beginning, Eric, you should have fucking come up with a plan to implement into this podcast, and you, you, that's one you dropped the ball. I'm pretty sure that you made one note in your phone. <laughs> When I asked you to, I like I asked you multiple times, and every time you're like, "No, I'll do it later," and then you never did it. Like not targeting Ronda Rousey, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey Ryan, don't don't <laughs> fucking you know knock down the women's match uh, every time, but like you keep doing it. So you know, I hope the Greta you know identifies this as a problem with you and fixes it soon. Um, <laughs> are you done picking fights with me for right now? About you know shitting already, on Steve Austin. And other other things that you keep talking about? I just I placed the match. <laughs> you did place the match. I can't argue with that. I think it's time for the end of the thing. We gotta finish it out. You did the science. It was bad, but you did it. It was it was misogynist science, um, if we're being honest, but it was science nonetheless. So now that that's done, I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment. The segment that's much better than Ryan's corner. Uh it's the segment that everyone knows as everyone. Bear with me for a moment. I have to get closer to the thing. Eric's Wisdom Tree. 
glad I didn't knock my beer over. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad for that. Uh, what do we What do we want to tell people today, Ryan? What do we want to inform them on? Seeing as how we're a little punchy today, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one. <laughs> Those are a little punchy. Is that you were a little would punchy? You describe this. I would describe this as okay. the punchiest episode we've ever done. There's a lot of cheap shots and like mm-hmm. like you don't usually come at me hard, but you did today. Did I? The, I, I the Steve it, Austin yeah. thing was like uncalled for. I think that was a little bit out of sorts. Like because I'm very fair. And the fact that you would say, oh, Eric's got his Hulk Hogan, he's really Hulk Hogan bias. Like, that was kind of bullshit that I'm you did that I'm just here doing me. what I do, like, on a you know, <laughs> daily basis. That's you bring the A I game. Yeah. Bring in the A game. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep up the punchiness. Uh, Here's what we're going to do. Uh, wisdom treat today. Uh, soccer, which didn't even make the top six. Can we just yeah. because they're the dumbest. They're even dumber than baseball fans, if you can believe it. But soccer, that's the worst sport. They didn't make the top six, or they weren't even included in this. <laughs> All right, like what? I, hard to. I mean, okay. you could you could argue either okay. way. I mean, does anyone give a shit enough about soccer I to bet on it? I personally don't give a shit about soccer, so I'm I'm right there with this survey. Uh, so I'm gonna say soccer is the worst sport. If you have to run a marketing campaign to ask people not to sit down, then your shit is too boring. So that's Eric's wisdom. Trip. Is that a thing? Is that like a Sounders? Like Ryan, you got to give it your full ninety. Fuck that. You got to give it your I went full to ninety. One soccer game and it was one of the worst ninety minutes. It might even ran longer. I don't know. They don't even play by the ninety. They can like it's fuck. Soccer's a bullshit game. Oh, okay, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because yeah. it does go over ninety. They just like call it whatever they see fit. Like the which is fucking bullshit because like you could just score a goal in that time there's no like you have to play within the parameters of the game that's can i just say actually now that you're mentioning this fucking soccer refereeing that's like pro wrestling refereeing totally it's so arbitrary like i I don't know probably three minutes that we wasted today it's fucking insane like (laughs) what what yeah who's giving these fucking refs this much power this is bullshit that's corruption you know like (laughs) you have to (laughs) you you <laughs> You've just given them, you know, all the power to be as corrupt as they fucking want. You know? That is fucking yeah. corruption. That's the definition of corruption, everybody. Is soccer, soccer referees saying we're gonna add three minutes of playtime because mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. You've been to one game ever? I've been to one game. Wow. I've been to like a bunch of games because I hang out with a bunch of like soccer dorks. Uh fuck. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Personally, I don't get it either. No. It's the pussiest of all the sport. Like they're it falling is. down all the time. It is. They throw like a car because like they 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 flop like LeBron James flops. I mean, he is a known <laughs> fucking flopper, and they do that all fucking game. And yeah. that's they're, they're they're huge pussies. And you know, on top of that, like I don't. Know, I can't watch a game where they score like one. I know sometimes they score more, but like where mm-hmm. they score one time in ninety. That's my impression. I got fuck that. Like sure, get it's, me out of here. Like, it's like hockey, but with like less excitement. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And you know who never flopped? Who? Charles. Charles Barkley. Barkley. I agree with that. Charles Barkley never took a flop. Bringing it full circle. Episode thirty-four. Hard Mark podcast. Thank you all for listening. We uh, we appreciate uh, everybody tuning in every two weeks. Um, it's pretty cool that you're doing that. So thank you very much. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Keep listening to the thing. Expect more information about this Steinholding contest in the near future. Uh, but with all that said, if you're not hard, get hard. And once you get hard, stay hard. Take it sleazy, everybody. Oh, give me some peanuts <laughs> and some quackle jacks. Duh.